Welcome to WeChat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, Legal Liaison, and Catherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of WeChat Divorce is brought to you by My Divorce Solution, offering divorce financial planning so clients can secure the divorce settlement they deserve. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce, brought to you by My Divorce Solution and hosted by myself, Karen Shalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDSA. On these special explainer episodes, we answer the top questions about divorce giving you clarity and confidence as you navigate the divorce process. Thank you for joining us today. As we talk about divorce tips, filling out those financial disclosures, we will discuss the benefits of using the divorce financial portrait as your foundation for financial decisions moving forward. We will answer your questions, including what are financial disclosures? Why are they important? How do you fill it out? Do you use your data based on now, based on the past? or as a couple. We'll cover all of that and more today. And when we wrap, you'll feel confident with these tips and the importance of covering all the details. Now let's get to it. So what are financial affidavits? Like most aspects of divorce, there's differences in the forms and the process in every state that you live in. You may have to submit a financial declaration, a financial affidavit, a statement of net worth, or some other variation based on where you live. So no matter what your state calls it, the form boils down to the same purpose, giving the court an accurate overview of your monthly income and expenses and your assets and your debts. This document will be used to determine a number of issues in your case, such as what is your need for support? What is the ability of the payer to pay? What type of asset division will be considered? So let's talk about why are they important? Most people's experience with a mediator and mostly an attorney is they get these financial disclosures and they're called declaration of disclosures. Like you said, statement of net worth, they have a variety of names, but in any event, it is what it is. And you get this document and your attorney says, or your mediator says, fill this out and get this right back to me because we need to file it. So you quickly fill it in. Some people will take 10 minutes in their attorney's office or five minutes and just fill it in. That's a huge mistake. Because what people don't understand is this document is what the courts rely on, opposing counsel rely on as a basis for your marital estate. And if you're not intentional and you don't fill in the numbers as accurately as possible, this can play against you in alimony, spousal support, maintenance, and it can really be something you have to defend later. And you don't want to spend a lot of attorney's fees or legal fees defending something that you didn't even fill out accurately in the first place. Often when we're submitting these, because it's part of our divorce financial portrait, and we work with the party's attorney, different attorneys approach this affidavit or report, whatever, again, whatever your state calls it, differently. And most people filling that out don't understand that there's a strategy sometimes used. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'll start out with the income and expenses. So for the income, they want you to be very, very accurate and very in the now. So if you have a pay stub or if you're an independent contractor or a business owner, you report your income different ways. 
So if you have a pay stub, you want to report your income as it is now. But if it's been reduced or if it's been increased, let's just say you were separated or life has changed and you've gotten a new job, you need to qualify that very relative to how your lifestyle was when you were married. So a lot of stay-at-home moms find themselves in a situation that they just can't make ends meet. And so they get a job and they write down their income. Well, that's great, but you need to qualify it that you've been a stay-at-home mom for so many years. And this is why you have a job, but it's not really how you lived your life, right? So you have to fill it out in the now. You have to be super accurate. You need to fill in the taxes and all of that, but you can definitely qualify it. Another question that I have is when people are independent contractors or they're business owners, how do they report their income? And so many times people will report their income as their gross revenue. That's not your income. Mm -hmm. So take a moment. And if you're working with us, we help you out with that. But if you're not working with Mind Divorce Solution for whatever reason, ask your accountant, what is my income? What is my net income? And how do I report it so that it's accurate? And I've seen spouses in that situation that would tell the other spouse who has that income, well, you're only working part-time. So after the divorce, you could double your load. So you should just double your number. But you don't right. do that. You're not actually earning that. Is that correct? Right. You're not. And if you have a new job, I really caution people to say, to qualify it with, I just started a new job. This is new for me. I don't know how long-term it is. Again, you need to qualify it and your attorney needs to know it and you need to know it. You need to know how to talk about it so that you're not imputed an in income that may or may not be accurate. So a lot of times I see one financial affidavit that a spouse does and the other spouse, and they're not in alignment with each other, or sometimes they're not even really accurate. What is the strategy behind that? Well, the strategy behind that is for you, you need to be accurate. So a red flag on a uh, financial affidavit or financial disclosure, it's mostly in the expenses area when people fill out numbers $100 for electric or $800 for groceries. That's telling the court that you're just guessing. You don't know. It's right up front for someone to attack it. So you really do need to take the time to gather your electric bills for a year and divide them by 12. If you've moved out of the family residence and your expenses have been reduced or increased, you need to qualify those expenses again. I keep using the word qualified because if your life has changed very differently from what your lifestyle was, it needs to be noted. Because Catherine, if you can explain typically how spousal support is calculated on those factors. Well, there's a lot, there's guidelines. So every state does not have an actual calculator. Mm -hmm. There's 14 guidelines, 15 guidelines, or a variation of that. And one is your need. So your need is actually based on the way the couples have lived. A lot of times you're being pushed to move out or sell the house so you can save expenses. Well, be careful when you're doing that because you're setting yourself up probably for a lower support number. Same thing with your ability to pay. Don't give yourself a bunch of expenses trying to write off your ability to pay. You have to put what's accurate in there. Right. So when I'm working with attorneys on these, because Catherine said every attorney's office approaches it different with their strategy. Sometimes they want to be very general and vague and other attorneys want to be very specific and your attorney is going to have their own strategy, how they approach it. But I can tell you the consistent feedback and response I get from attorneys when I'm helping their clients 
is that if the opposing party has filled a financial affidavit out very generally, it creates more of a need for you to be very specific because then it goes to your credibility and your integrity as to whether or not how much you're believed. It is important. It's a tedious project, but it's not something that you sit down and fill out and hope you got it right. Well, the problem with that, at least not about the affidavit, but I want to bring it up because you'll be able to explain this perfectly, is that when you go into an attorney's office, they give you a stack of papers that you have to fill out. And one of it is that affidavit. And it's so overwhelming. I can't tell you how many people say, oh my gosh, I just got 80 forms or 30 forms or however many forms. So I can see why somebody would want to quickly just run in and write these numbers down just to get something completed because that's the first thing they're asking for. So what is your tip for handling that? Well, first of all, to prepare, and I think that's our next line item here, is preparation is key always, always, always in divorce, whether it's for the financial affidavit or anything else. So take the time to pull your tax return, to pull your pay stubs, to find your utility bills, to find your bank account statements, to find your credit card statements, find them because Not only is it important on your financial affidavit, this exercise is so helpful for you moving forward when most of you or most of us having gone through divorce is all of a sudden faced with needing to live on a very strict budget and having to defend that budget and having to own that budget, right? It's two different approaches. So you're defending the budget in court, but you also have to own it because you have to pay those bills based on the income coming to you. So while it's tedious and while most people say, I'm not good at this, Nobody's good at it, right? But at the end of the day, preparing and knowing what it is then helps you be able to better talk to your attorney, your mediator, your financial people in a way that you're experiencing everything you're going to have to confidently talk about later. Because at some point, you can't just turn this all over to somebody else and look the other way. This is your information to know. I've had people say, gosh, I didn't know we even paid our water bill. On the other hand, when you're looking through your statements and you're putting down the amount that you see, be careful that it's not a semi-annual payment that you're making or a yearly payment or a monthly payment that you're being for. It is a really great learning experience. But before we hop off here, there is another section to that financial affidavit, and that's that assets and the debts. A lot of people feel so inapt because they don't know a lot of it, but that's okay, right? So you could just put, well, let me ask you this. Even when they do know the value, Karen, I see a lot of people just put to be determined, even when they know the value, (laughs) that's what their attorney wants them to put at that moment. And why is that? Yeah, so that's a really good point. Most attorneys that I've worked with, with our clients, they do not want to be stuck with a value. So let's just say you have a diamond ring and you put the value down because you know your husband purchased it for, let's just say $20,000. Well, if you put it down on the financial affidavit, then you're stuck with that value. So until you have an appraisal, until you understand what that value means to the overall valuation of your estate, and if you don't have an appraisal for it, you write to be determined. Same for the home value, the marital property. You don't want to be stuck with anything unless there's an actual formal appraisal to qualify that. However, when you're back on account statements and you have a checking account and you know, the last, it's Wells Fargo and it's the count numbers one, two, three, four. And today that value is $455. You write that down 
that on October 12, 2022, this account had $455 in it. That's very accurate and appropriate. That's such a person of information that people just do not understand. So really understand this document is so important. And it's also important on the flip side, because I love when if we're working with just one party and we get the other party's financial affidavit, because then there's assets that are disclosed that you were not aware of. So it's a good starting point for us to go after that information for them to have. But it is important. And Take your time. There's no rush. You can't be rushed into it. It's really important to take your time. And I like how you mentioned preparing because this is the first step to getting prepared. Right. It becomes a reference point for everybody. So a lot of people get all up in arms because their spouse puts something down on an affidavit that's either inflated or less than what they thought it was. And they go out of their mind. Well, it's not a time to go out of your mind about things like that because every number on that affidavit needs to be qualified with supporting documentation. So I hope that you don't have an attorney that would take it for face value. And I think you should challenge your attorney if he or she is taking numbers for face value when there's no documentation to support it. So I just encourage you not to. That's one place where you don't really have to react, you know, get all nervous about because it really is a point of reference and it's just something that you can use to ask for supporting documentation if it hasn't been provided. But likewise, you need to be ready to prepare your supporting documentation as well. Okay, everybody, this wraps up our explainer on divorce tips, filling out financial disclosures. If you're looking for financial understanding of your marital estate, you can get started by going to our website and click on get started begin your journey to financial knowledge. Our website is www.mydivorcesolution.com. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you're looking for more support and guidance for navigating the divorce process with confidence and clarity, again, head on over to our website. We have lots of podcast episodes, divorce events, and tools for your journey ahead. We'll see you back here for our next episode. P.S. This video is intended for general information purposes only and should not be construed as financial or legal advice. Take care, everyone. If you're getting divorced, make sure you have a financial plan in place. My Divorce Solutions Divorce Financial Planning can help you understand your settlement options, negotiate your marital assets, and protect your wealth during this difficult time. Our certified divorce experts will help you analyze your finances and create a personalized financial plan that's right for you. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to apply to work with our financial divorce experts. That's MyDivorceSolution.com. Thanks for joining us on another episode of WeChat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you are looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode. 